Love Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and, and the, the world, world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email Tucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products, accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed's Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Cray, how's it going today? It's May 2nd. I can't even believe it's May 2nd today for the best Uh Jeez, we're like halfway through. It's Christmas don't, time. Don't say that. Where are the bells? Don't Where are the bells? Here they come. It's, it's coming. Silver sister, make her stop. Play bells ring. All right. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'll put those away then. We just lost. 50,000 listeners right now. I know. I, I know. I, where is the, where are they? Where are they? Green room. You guys are like slow today. All right, so welcome to Wednesday, Wednesday. Yes, this is a show about marijuana. <laughs> it should be. Um, today we have a really great guest on. Uh, we've got Safer Arizona. Mr. Robert Clark is going to come on air and tell us about the uh, initiative that's coming up for Canvas for 2018. So that's going to be really, really cool. But did you guys um, watch Weed 4? And where's my, uh, where's my audience for that? That was fantastic. Sunday Gupta. Mm-hmm. In fact, well, that's a little a little bit into it, but I, I didn't uh, watch the whole thing. I had a neighbor come up to me at the park who this neighbor would not normally do this, and she came up and said, "You know that stuff you put under your tongue?" Yeah. Well, do I need a card for that? No. Okay, I'm gonna get some. Okay. And I was like, hmm, "Why did that just happen?" And then I remember the next day that CNN had aired. Weed four, and then the next day I said to her and the group of people, I said, "Did you guys all see that weed?" And she goes, "Yeah, I saw that." And the light bulb went off, <laughs> and I realized why. Now it was okay, you know, to get the CBD. That's for your tea. Go uh-huh. grab a cup of tea, right. Candace kid. And uh, oh, that was an arrow, air horn. <laughs> We've got some um, crazy, crazy sounds going on today because we our soundboard really messed up and I was just gonna throw a burp out there but oh bad that was bad all right well so what I want to do actually um while we're waiting for safer Arizona to come on air looks like we've got them ready um but at some point I want to play weed four 
for the world to hear because it's pretty awesome. Um, it's, you know, it takes a doctor or somebody in a highly recognized field um, for people to accept what's happening in the world. And that's okay. That's fine. You know, it, it, some people need that, that reassurance, even though anecdotally we've all seen miracles happen with our CBD and our cannabis products and THC and all sorts of good stuff. But just glad that Sanjay Gupta um, did his research and decided to come up with these specials because he's got weed one, two, three, and four. And um, they're really great, informative shows. And Sue Sicily was on this last one. Um, she was helping NFL players um, challenge their guidelines for uh, therapeutic medicines. Um, sadly, the gentleman she was helping did not get his uh, permission to use cannabis in the NFL. Um, so sad. Oh, my God. So sad. But it's happening. It's changing. Things are changing all over. So, um, you know, let's see. With that, we're going to give some shout-outs this morning real quick while Cannabis Kid is making a, a ruckus in there. We're trying to get some tea going on here. Um, I know. He can't even help him yet. He's a boy. He's just a boy. Um, we want to give a shout-out to Tumbleweed Health Center. Woo woo Go to three years, best certification center in a row. Uh, if you are anywhere in Arizona, come down to Tumbleweeds Health Center and get certified if you need cannabis. Um, if you just need some CBD, just come on down and get it. And if you are suffering from PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, HIV, AIDS, ALS, Crohn's, agitation of Alzheimer's disease, a chronic or debilitating disease or a medical condition or the treatment for a chronic or debilitating disease or medical condition that causes wasting syndrome, severe and chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including those characteristic of epilepsy, persistent, uh, severe or persistent muscle spasms. And it doesn't need, it can be either. You can have severe muscle spasms or just persistent ones, things that just don't stop. You can get your car to that, Um, including Multiple sclerosis, if you have that, cannabis is very good for that. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can email thctucson at gmail.com. And if you go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com, you can actually um, just book an appointment right online there. It's really quick and simple and painless. We also want to give a shout-out to Canna Health Magazine. It's an online digital magazine, very resourceful, wonderful ladies. They've been on our show before. So check it, check it out. You can sit and get educated right from your couch, sit in your car, wait for traffic, whatever you're doing. Just don't text and drive. But here you go. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals, profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public, and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. Excellent. And you can also go to our uh, website, and on the radio section, click on their picture, and it'll take you right there. We also want to give a huge shout-out to Earth Healing and the Veterans Resource Project for an amazing golf event yeah. on uh, Saturday. It was an adventure. That was awesome. That was so fun. I didn't know I like golf. Uh-huh. Yeah, we like uh, golf a lot. Dad, <laughs> you blew that one. You had you had a little caddy, man. You had a, you had an instant caddy. You didn't even know. Right there, I was putting and learning Carrying those clubs around. Although, with scoliosis, carrying clubs around is not such a good thing. They have them on wheels now, though. Yeah. And what I saw was, 
I'm, so, you know, growing up in the 70s, not used to this kind of stuff. Like, first of all, the golf carts that you're driving around are damn near Disney because they're on uh, a GPS tracking system. So they can stop your cart dead if they want to while you're driving. And they can also stall your cart out if you happen to make a U-turn in the dirt. <laughs> Which happened until we found out that we had to get pushed out for people. But they had those two-wheel thingies that some golfers were on who didn't want a full-on cart. They just wanted to carry their clubs on their back Can you and, imagine walking? and scoot across. All over? Oh, that's what my dad used to do. Man, with your clubs, 18 holes? No wonder it would take that long. Oh, it's too much pressure, though. It goes too fast. It's too, yeah. And the cart drink lady, (laughs) that doesn't help your dehydration. (laughs) But those were some good Bloody Mary. Anyway, what an amazing day. Um, And what an amazing project that we were able to help. 20 veterans, 20 homeless veterans got their certification um, from Tumbleweed Health Center. all the sponsors kind. There are all sorts of sponsors out there. That, um, I wish we had got to say hello to everybody, um, but we were all in different golf carts cruising around this course as fast as we can. Some people from uh, Bravo Base, those guys with the beards, they came by and said hi. And awesome were, people. Yeah. Everybody was just really great. Great senses of humor. Yeah, they were totally. Just and <laughs> good hearts, good hearted people. Yes. We were all out there just. Um, having a good time donating money for a really good cause. Mm-hmm. Now, and I got to look, um, I love Facebook for this reason alone. <laughs> Sometimes I think, see things I wouldn't otherwise see. And I got to see um, what the base camp looks like. And it actually looks like a military base camp. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we're going to take a tour, go down there maybe and just say hi and hand out some tumbleweed lighters and pens or shirts or whatever, hats or something. Um, But it's really neat. It's for veterans that don't quite feel comfortable enough emerging back into regular society yet. They're going to take a little time and um, get used to just being back in the regular world a little bit at a time. And they can do that um, in where they've got a chaplain there and they've got all sorts of resources. They, They don't have to pay a thing for this either. It's all donated. So any homeless veteran can go. I'm not sure what the qualifications are, um, but I'm sure anybody can go. Um, most of these vets all have PTSD, severe PTSD, which is another reason they don't want to leave that little base yet, just quite yet. And I believe I heard in the making are some tiny houses for vets, which is really awesome. Talk about building secure. That'd be really cool. Just have, you know, a 300 square foot house. Yeah. And that's a big one. Solar. <laughs> Yeah, water right, all in solar. Um, water yeah. harvesting, little yeah, garden right there. Someone get a chicken coop. You guys yeah. got your eggs going. Um, but, yeah, it's, it was really neat to see what we were actually, you know, being a part of. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, you get caught up in trying to just get there sometimes, you know, get everybody's schedule together and hope, you know, that everyone can get together. So thank you to our other golfers that came out and played with us. Um we had five golfers. So we, we traded, we took turns, we drove, we putted, we would, we hybrid. We had a really great time. We, had a really, was, we didn't hit any birdies, so we were good on that. We hit yeah. in a couple sand traps. Crocodile got one of our balls. We did hit the swamp a few times. Uh-huh. We did play off my ball a few times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Miraculous. It was good. It yeah. was cool because we learned a lot. I think we played off everybody's ball a we couple did. times, actually. We all got, and none of us were, well, we're not real golfers. No way. No. <laughs> no way. There were my, two real golfers there that were getting a little, time. one was getting a little upset with their golf game. And I was like, what's going on? Just having a, you know. I know. So I yeah. did lose my vape pen. <laughs> oh. mm. Come up with a great Some new more. idea for how to everybody to keep their vape pen coming soon. TM, we're not even going to say what it is. It's really cool. But look what I did to mine. Oh, oh wow. You really did it up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That's coming soon. Don't even say what it is because mm-hmm. it's all kissed. It's all coming soon to a tumbleweed type interview. <laughs> that sounds fun. All right. So let's get to what's going on here. Not Christmas. Don't get scared. Don't be scared. Mm-hmm. We're going to have, um, we're going to have, this is OG Christian. We're going to have Safe Arizona come on now and chat about 
um, the initiative. So I really encourage everybody out there, all you bloggers, get your questions ready. And anybody that wants to call, it's 646-915-8421. And we would love to hear your questions. So hopefully, this is Mr. Clark on air. Robert, is this you? Yes, ma'am. All right. Good morning. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday. Thank you for being here with us. Uh, You're welcome. Can you hear me? Yes. Um, I'm on speakerphone, so uh, if I need to, I can uh, go to the uh, text of the initiative and, you know, read it uh, verbatim. Cool. We've got that up as well. In fact, actually, we're going to put that up for our bloggers, and they can do that also. So, yeah, let's chat about, um, first of all, tell all our listeners who you are, Robert. We know who you are. We love you. Um, You just tell everybody else who you are and what's going on. All right. Well, my name is Robert W. Clark. I'm a a board member of Safer Arizona. We're a political action committee. Uh, Our goals are to um, reform cannabis laws within the state of Arizona. Excellent. uh, Okay. Um, How how do you want to go about this? Uh, Well, you want your fast questions or... Well, why don't you go ahead and give us the summary of uh, the initiative for folks out there who haven't read it. We did spend time reading it on air. We started to read it again last week, but we didn't get all the way through it. Obviously, it's quite long. Um, but why don't you sum up the initiative for folks, and then we'll start asking some of our questions. And if anyone else has questions, they can ask too. Okay, great. Well, you say it's quite long. Um, there's uh, 14 pages. Uh, the first five pages are uh, the actual uh, changes to Arizona law, and, and then um, from 6 to 14, um, th- those uh, pages there is just um, what we are uh, changing or repealing uh, from uh, state law. You know, we, we've got to post uh, the, the, the whole, whole thing, which, you know, uh, the takes up a lot of room, but it is what it is. Okay, well, um, the uh, Safer Arizona Cannabis Legalization Act, uh, what it basically does is it repeals um, any laws against the possession, use, uh, manufacturing, growing of cannabis and hemp within the state of Arizona. Uh, We go through and uh, we remove all references to marijuana and, and cannabis within in, uh, the current uh, Arizona revised statutes um, and replace that with uh, our initiative, um, which goes under Title uh, Three of the Arizona revised statutes. And we, we're adding a, a Chapter 21, and then we make uh, an addition to um, – Title uh, 42, Chapter 3, by adding Article 13. That's uh, the taxes uh, and and how that uh, gets handled out. But our initiative, what we are doing is um, we don't want anyone to go to jail for using cannabis. So we're going to legalize it for adults over 21 to use cannabis uh, to grow it, to manufacture, um, and to sell uh, this plant w- without state interference. Uh, we take the rights of the state away from uh, taxing or regulating uh, the plant. Uh, our, our local um, government, uh, we, we give them just a little bit um, as far as um, what they can do, they, uh, they, they can impose a sales tax added to the sales tax that um, we uh, put on this, but those will have to be local taxes uh, that are, are the same as any other products. They can't just uh, tax cannabis, um, you know, because we take right. that uh, away from them. Uh, we right. allow people to grow this plant at home. Um, and uh, to to use this plant in any way they 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 see fit. 
Okay. Um, what about, um, so in reading the initiative, um, some of the questions that we had, um, it's a, it's a little confusing about the sales manufacturer. You've got commercial operations, you've got home grows, you've got personal grows. Um, why, why all the differentiation? And, uh, we'll start there. Why, why have personal, a home grow? The difference between the two is about commercial and another or is it just the three? Okay. Well, anybody over the age of 21 are, are allowed to have a personal grow. Uh, this is at home. Okay. Now, a personal grow, you can use it however you want, but you cannot sell your personal product. You can give it away, but if you okay. want to sell it, you've got to get a tax license. Okay. okay. Now, if you want, uh, you know, a, a home-based business, uh, we, we allow a home garden, which is more than, than the personal growth. And to do that, you have to have uh, a, a tax license because you're going to be reselling the product. Uh, commercial grow uh, is exactly what it is. Uh, it, it'll be a commercial operation, whether it's uh, a big farm a small farm, uh, somebody that has greenhouses or a, a building, uh, you know, that like the dispensaries have now, you know, they, they, they can, um, you know, grow commercially. And, of course, you know, you have to have just a regular business license and a uh, uh, sales tax license, you know, to uh, engage in that business. So why, why as a personal grower – in my home, not a home grower, because we'll, I want to discuss the difference between those two. Why, as a personal grower, would this initiative have me register with the state of Arizona or the city and get a transaction privilege tax license if I'm not allowed to sell it? Okay. Well, no. If you get if you get that transaction privilege uh, tax license, then you can sell your product. Okay. Um, if you don't have that uh, sales tax license, you're not allowed to sell because you can't collect sales tax on the product. That, you know, that, this allows you to take your product to uh, like a farmer's market and set up and sell it um, or roadside stands or anything of that nature that's legal within uh, you know that zoning. So, so in this initiative, you're not requiring a personal grow to get a TPT because that's how we read it in the initiative. That if you, even if you have a personal grow at home and you don't intend to sell it and and or you can't, it, it's it it read in here to us that you still had to get your TPT regardless of if you were going to sell it no. or not. No, no, that's only if you want to uh, sell your product. You know, then then you would have to have. Um, uh, that that particular uh, license, um, you know, the only one that has to have that license is someone that's setting up a home garden, not a personal grow. Because you know, then you're going to go over the 48 plan, and you're actually setting up a home-based business. You know, a, a personal grow. You know, it, you you wouldn't have to have that sales tax license if you're not going to be selling it uh, retail. But you still. But if you have a personal grow, you can sell it if you want. If you get a TPT. If you get that, uh, if you get that uh, transaction privilege tax license, yes. So any of these, if you have a personal, a home, or a commercial, as long as you have that TPT, you're legally allowed within this initiative to sell. Yes. But you're not required as a personal or a home grow to get the TPT. Only if you want to sell. Well. A home grow, you would, not a personal. The home grow um, is set apart by, you know, you can grow over 48 plants, and you're doing that, uh, you know, to go into, uh, you know, a small business, you know, a home-based business. And, um, you know, you, you, there are times that you'd be required to uh, collect sales tax, so you got to have that TPT, um, you know, for, for, for that purpose. 
So your home grows are kind of set up for more of your farmer's market kind of experience where you're not growing as much as the dispensaries, but you're growing enough to maybe service your local communities. Exactly. Uh, you know, this will yeah. be for, uh, you know, like, like your uh, craft growers, you know, that, that um, want to grow a, a little more than their personal use, uh, at, you know, uh, of high quality product and uh, make a few dollars off of it. <clears throat> but the personal growers also have that opportunity if they register and get the TPT. They can sell to dispensaries or other people as well? Uh, yes. So, um, what is the difference between the um, the home grow business license and the commercial grow business license? Is it just a matter of manufacturing or well, how much uh, in a home grow it, over 40 it, plants can you have? Well, it, you know, you, you a business license, um, you know, they're pretty much all standard, uh, you know, throughout uh, the different industries or what have you. you know, it just uh, uh, is a license um, to allow you to uh, either be a manufacturer or a retail store or, um, you know, what, whatever business that you, you want to get into. Um, I don't remember the exact. Uh, cost of those business licenses, but they're like 20 or no more than $75 uh, for that particular license. The state can't uh, set licensing up uh, strictly for cannabis. You know, it, it would have to, uh, the license would have to be, you know, um, for whatever business. I mean, you, you know, uh, Tumbleweeds is set up um, as a business and you guys have got a business license, you know. It, 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 you want to set up uh, to sell retail, you you you, you get a retail license. Uh, you know the same thing with uh, uh, manufacturing or uh, what have you. Mhm. Okay. And who um, now? Forty-eight plants seems like quite a bit. Usually, states have chosen two, four, six, twelve plants, kind of thing. Who decided on forty? How did you decide that forty-eight plants was a personal growth? Okay, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of states have uh, chose anywhere from like like you said four to twelve uh, for medical or recreational use. Well, cannabis is more than than just a medical plant or a recreational plant. It, it, it's a food. It, you know, it uh, one of the most nutritious plants out there, and. Myself, personally, I want to be able to use this plant as a food. I want to use its seed, which is one of the most nutritious um, seeds known to man. I mean, it, you know, it's got over uh, 60 uh, vital, uh, you know, vitamins and minerals and proteins and amino acids in it. it. You know, it's near perfect food. The flowers of this plant can be juiced or eaten, and they help supplement uh, our endocannabinoid system. So to be able to use it as a food, you're going to need more than 12 plants. You know, um, you know I, I, I've done a lot of research, and, and uh, the people that have, you know, and doctors that are into the raw aspects of cannabis uh, say that you need at least 44 plants cycling uh, to, to be able to juice properly. You know, and, and I've got uh, other medical issues, so I, I also want to be able to take part uh, uh, of my crop and turn it into uh, oils, uh, you know, like full extract cannabis oil. And, and, and I, I do uh, vaporize and smoke the product also. So we came up with 48 plants to allow the people that want to grow this plant as a food source to be able to do so. That would be quite awesome. a garden. That is awesome. And well, it does. Well, we're in Arizona. Um, very few people are going to be able to grow beautiful gardens like you see coming out of Humboldt, uh, you know, in their backyard, you know. And, and most people won't be able to set up uh, uh, 48 flowering plants in, in, in their residence. Uh, but there are people that will be able to do it. Um, you know, and, and we should allow a person to use this plant as a food. You know, it's been used as a food for over 10,000 years. 
we need to get it back into our diet. And this is the only way that we'll be able to do so is we are able to freely grow this plant like, you know, we, we do tomatoes or corn or green beans or uh, any other fruit or vegetable. Absolutely. And I think it'll happen. Um, I'm not sure uh, if people are ready for that now, I, maybe, but it will happen and it does need to be a food source because we talk about it as a preventative, you know, um, People think that they just need to take this when there's pain or when there's a problem. But if you do use it as a food source, it can be a wonderful preventative. Mm -hmm. And we know the power of juicing. Um, TMCA, um, in my opinion, is better at alleviating pain than uh, THC or CBD. You know, it might not have the psychoactive effect, but if you're consuming it daily, it's going to... uh, help your body regulate itself properly, get rid of inflammation uh, and, and things of this nature, and, and it'll heal you up. And, and you know, and we need to get back to that aspect of this plant. You know, yeah. And the only way to do that is, is to legalize it and give the people the freedom to use this plant without um, stringent government uh, oversight and regulations. Right. So speaking of government and laws, um, let's talk a little bit about the age groups in here. There, it was kind of confusing to me, at least, that 21 and over is legal. But then you had, if you were 18 to 20, you had different rules if you were selling or cultivating versus if you were 15 to 17 or 16 and 17. Uh, yeah, let, let, let me uh, see here. Um... I'll, I'll get to that matter, part. Um, it was a matter of, of um, you know, growing, selling, distributing, manufacturing, having, if you were not 21, there were different fines right. and for the different age groups. And I wondered what that purpose served. Well, uh, that's, uh, you know, under the p- penalties, you know, um, section you know if you're over 21 you can use this plant uh, any way that you see fit if if you're under 21 uh, it, it has to be um, less than 0.3 percent thc and anybody can use that product um, what we've done is i mean in the penalties uh, we have set up um, you know a, a tier system and we don't want anybody selling to minors, okay? Um, now, as an adult, if, if I sell um, this plant to uh, a minor, then, then, then I'm going to get either fined or possibly uh, re- re- receive a uh, misdemeanor for it. Um, you know, someone that's over 18 but not quite 21 you know if i'm an adult and i sell it to them it's not going to be uh, as severe as if i sell to someone under that age and and then you know we we do have it set up so where a person under 21 um you know if they sell it to uh, minors you know that there are some differences i mean you know if you've got two 18 year old buddies running around and one of them sells his other buddy a joint. Um, we don't want it to be the same as if they sell it to a, a, a younger child. You know, that's why we have 15 years uh, of age as a cutoff on uh, on that. Um, you know, this is something that that we went over and over and over again. You know, some people wanted uh, stricter penalties for selling to minors, but we don't want anyone. To get a felony, so we, we eliminated the felonies and just put the misdemeanors um, that is in three dash thirty seven twelve. Let me see. Give me a second here. Okay, uh, under B, uh, you know that that's a, a, a fine. Uh, uh, up to $2,500 per violation, okay? Now, if a person is is 21 
uh, and sells to someone under 15 uh, or, or between 15 and 17, excuse me, uh, that that's a, a class three misdemeanor and a, a fine of up to $2,500. If the person's under um, 15, then it's going to be a class one uh, misdemeanor with a $2,500 fine. You know, this is for people over 21. You know, if they're under 21, you know, uh, we, we don't want those uh, misdemeanors on their record, you know, and, and to ruin their lives and stuff like that. Uh, you know, um, like I said, you know, keep, you know keep, Kids are going to be kids, and they're going to. Uh, if one's got a joint, we don't want him to get in trouble for uh, selling it to his buddy. But we don't want him to do that, so we do have fines levied against uh, people, you know, in those other age brackets. Okay. Um, as far as expunging records and, um, you know, getting people out of jail that are that are sitting in there because they had an empty pipe, what what's the uh, initiative say about that? And then I have a question about efflorescence, inflorescence. Love those words. Okay. All right. Okay. Any person, um, any person that, that has uh, committed uh, an offense prior to this the effective date of this initiative, um, would, would, would as, as you know, would, would ha- have the ability to get their uh, convictions overturned, uh, their uh, records expunged. If they're in prison, um, they, they 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 can petition uh, to to be sentenced under our initiative. You know, uh, so that that would allow. Um, virtually every one of them uh, to, to get out of jail. Unless, of course, it was a sales to minor and, and, and they're, you know, that they would get whatever class one uh, misdemeanor uh, would give them. So what, what we're doing is, is the people that have been harmed uh, due to prohibition, uh, we've given them a way to get their records cleaned up and get the marijuana convictions uh, tossed out. Sorry about that. Sorry. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if I answered your question properly, but yeah, you know, if you've been arrested in the past for cannabis, um, you 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 you're able to get uh, you know your record expunged, or if you're in prison right now, you'd be able to uh, be released. Okay. That's some good news, though, because there are a lot of people, and we're wasting a lot of money, and people are losing lives because people are sitting in jail for things that they don't need to be sitting in jail for. And you know, I've got a lot of stories I could tell along that those oh, lines, and it's bad. Yeah, it's it's really bad and wrong, and you know, someday all this will come out. But tell us about. So in the initiative, it talks about we want to go back to growing a little bit here. Um, because it says that you can have, um, it says that your cultivation does not exceed 48 cannabis plants in a state of efflorescence, inflorescence. Now, give us a little idea about that. Okay. That is when a plant goes into flowering. When you uh, switch it over from vegetative into flowering, once it starts growing the pistils, uh, then it starts producing your THCA and, and um, you know, anything prior to that, um, you know, if you juice it, you're not going to have THC in it, um, you know, so it would be treated similar to, to what uh, a hemp plant is or, you know, the, the plant that has less than 3% THC. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that like to juice um, plants in that stage. You know, they're, they're, all they're getting mainly is, is uh, CBDs. And, um, you know, it takes a lot of plants to be able to uh, keep up with that kind of a juicing regimen. Uh, but yeah. it also allows you to have plants uh, when you harvest uh, to put into a, a flowering you know that way you don't have to wait uh you know right 
14 to 16 weeks between harvests. Right. Right. So you can have 48 plants flowering and as many as you want not flowering? Exactly. Exactly. Now, once they start flowering, they go into that 48 plant count. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. You know, this, this is, uh, will allow people to uh, raise clones. Um, all, you know, all, also will allow people, um, you know, to, to try, you know, and come up with uh, different strains, you know, and pick out the best plants. You know, um, when I was able to grow my 12 under the Medical Marijuana Act, it was next to impossible for me to... Uh, rotate my crops properly to develop um, good mother plants and things because, you know, any, it, once something had a root on it, you know, it, it, it was my 12 plants. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, another question for you about protections for um, people in that have medical um, insurance or a medical doctor or primary. Right now we have a lot of problems with patients coming and saying, as soon as I get my card, my doctor drops me or my landlord kicks me out or child protective service is coming or, or, or. And right now we have a discrimination act that kind of protects people from those, from employers and landlords and doctors not giving uh, medical care. What, what do you have in here for that? Okay. Uh, under, discrimination prohibited. It it, it states for the purposes of medical care, including organ transplants, uh, a person's use of cannabis shall not disqualify the person from medical care. So your doctor won't be able to use your cannabis use to deny you of services. Okay. Okay, and there's also... Uh, As far as CPS is concerned, uh, no person may deny custody of or visitation or parenting time with a minor, and there is no presumption of neglect or child endangerment for conduct allowed under this chapter unless the person's behavior creates an unreasonable danger to the safety of the minor as established by proof beyond a reasonable doubt. So CPS isn't going to be able to say, well, you're using cannabis, you know, um, that's child neglect. They're going to have to show in a court of law that you are actually causing harm to that child or being neglectful. They, you know, right now, um, CPS come in on you, they smell pot or see it, uh, uh, you know, anything laying around, uh, they can yank those kids uh, without due process, without a warrant, um, you know, and, and it's next to impossible for you to fight it in a court of law. This right here gives all of us that ability to protect our children from, uh, you know, government overreach. Right. And what about protection from landlords and employers? Okay. Well, uh, your landlord, uh, he owns the property. Uh, you know, they, they, they can stipulate, um, you know, what can and can't be done upon their property. I mean, you know, uh, we're not going to take um, a landlord's rights away from him. You know, um, you know that, that, that's uh, something that's protected under the uh, Constitution of the United States and Arizona Constitution. Um, you know, that'd be between you and your landlord a- a- as to what, you know, he, he, he or she will or will not allow on their property. Um, let's see. That was a two-part question. Landlord and, oh, your, your employer. Um, it's the same thing. We're not going to force an employer's hand. If they don't want uh, to allow consumption uh, or, you know, a, a cannabis as part of the workforce policy, uh, we're not going to infringe upon that right. Um, you know, that, that's not what we're trying to do is we're not going to try and take one person's right away to give 
another person to write, you know. So we we tried to balance that out. You know, if your employer doesn't want to allow it, that that's between you and him. Huh. Well, that kind of takes away from being able to use your medica- your medication during your day. There are a lot of people that suffer that, you know, could very well eat a gummy in the morning well, before they go to work and, and be fine to do their job successfully. Well, you're, well you're, you're exactly right. But see, that, that falls under the Arizona Medical Marijuana Act. Uh, under the Arizona Medical Marijuana Act, a patient is protected as far as their right to use uh, cannabis. But under this initiative, they are not? Well, uh, we, we don't take away any of the rights of the patient under the uh, Arizona Medical Marijuana Act. You know, any protections that you have under that, if you're a patient, you still have those protections. Uh, the only thing that our initiative will do um, is it will allow that patient to, to grow their own and, and, and to uh, participate in, in um, you know, in any business or anything that's legal under our initiative. Um, you know, our, will the cities and counties have the ability to nullify growing within their, their communities if they don't want it? If Pima County doesn't want people to grow, will Pima County have the option to to say you can't grow in our county if you're no, not zero zero option the, the state uh, or your uh, localities cannot prohibit it prohibit a personal or, or uh, home grow they they cannot uh, e- even uh, regulate out commercial grows um, you know if if an area is zoned um, you know, commercially or agriculture, uh, you, you can set up uh, a, a grow in one of those areas commercially, and the state, you know, has to allow it. Okay. Um, it says here in 3-3705 Local Control A that uh, local government shall not prohibit the operation of cannabis-related businesses within their jurisdiction except that Cities, towns, and counties may enact reasonable zoning regulations that limit the use of land for commercial growth, home gardens, and businesses engaged in retail sale and wholesale cannabis to specified areas. What does that mean? Okay, that says in the manner provided in Title Nine, Chapter Four, Article Six Point One, and Title Eleven, Chapter Six, Article Two. That uh, it, it allows you know the city or state. Or, or the city or county to uh, zone land according uh, to current zoning laws. That doesn't allow them to come in and zone out cannabis. But, you know, if the city uh, is going to annex in more land, the, 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 those ti- uh, the Title IX, it, you know, tells how they are allowed, to, you know, to, to do this, how they, you know, uh, the procedures for zoning. And let, let's say um, you've got property uh, that's currently retail, but it's sitting next to an industrial area. The city can change that zoning uh, from um, retail to industrial, but they've got to go through uh, proper procedures. That is all uh, that is saying that, they, you know, the manners that they can zone now, uh, haven't been changed, okay? But if they want to set up an area and they don't want uh, uh, cannabis retail in that area, then they, they, they would have to set up a zoning for that area that doesn't entail retail. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but but I don't see that happening. They're not going to take uh, uh, areas that are retail and uh, turn them into residential. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but the, the the big part of uh, of the local control, if you if you uh, read further, it says a cannabis related business shall only be zo- zoned according to existing zoning ordinance pertaining to the type of commercial activity that the business is engaged in, including but not limited to retail, wholesale, agriculture, manufacturing, processing, distributing, and storage. Then then. Um, 
we we go to three, um, that that, that say, says that they're not allowed to tax, regulate, or control the use, consumption, transdermal delivery, sale, transfer, growth, cultivation, manufacture, production, storage, possession, transportation, or importation of cannabis. Um, and then D, local governments shall not enact any zoning requirement that is discriminatory, prohibitive, or exclusive to a cannabis-related business. You know, what we're telling them is, is if you're going to set up uh, zoning uh, or anything else, then, then it has to encompass every product uh, that's similar, you know, um, they they can't zone me out if I want to set up a restaurant and, and serve um, food, you know that that's infused with cannabis. Uh, and if, if I if I find a business and I'm going to set it up there, and it used to be a restaurant, and there's restaurants all around it. They can't zone me out. You know they're gonna go. You know they gotta give me a business license and. and it's good. So we're not going to let them pick on people that want to start a cannabis business. You know, we we went through this, uh, you know, quite a bit. You know, we we've seen the problems that uh, uh, the Arizona Medical Marijuana Act had in it. Uh, you know, we, we we've been uh, doing this now uh, since uh, seventy or. 13, you know, with Safer's First Initiative, uh, working with MPP and Arizona for Mindful Regulation. Uh, we, we've been out talking uh, to the community for uh, quite a few years to find out what the people want and, and what we feel will allow Arizona to utilize this plant so that we can give people freedom allow our farmers to grow this plant to bring more industry into Arizona uh, without our government uh, regulating and taxing uh, this plant into prohibition again. And speaking of that, uh, my last question for you would be as far as tax collected um, from revenue sales, where where are these taxes going to go into the community and how is it going to help the community? Okay, um, the, the, the taxes, um, initially, you know, th this initiative has got to be paid for, the implementation uh, of it, you know, so, so that's got to come out first, and everything else is going to go to schools. You know, uh, every quarter the money collected uh, goes into the general fund and then gets uh, sent off to uh, – pay through 12 and any um, fines or uh, what have you that, uh, under this initiative those money goes strictly to special uh, e education uh, pay through 12. Good to hear especially given what's going on now and it looks like for gun rights uh, a person who uses and possesses cannabis will still be able to to use and possess their firearms, is that correct? Well, yeah. Um, cannabis in the state of Indiana or Arizona will, will no longer be against the law. So uh, owning, possessing, you know, a, a firearm is not illegal. Um, we, we do stipulate that if for any reason the police come in on you, um, you, you know, and you haven't violated any other laws and, and You've got cannabis laying around. You've got your firearms. Uh, they're not allowed to report that because, you know, we don't uh, want our, our state to uh, help the federal government in any way, shape, or form uh, to find cause to harass or arrest, you know, a citizen of Arizona for their uh, use or possession of cannabis. But it's still federally illegal, correct? I mean, that's it's well, not, yes, you can't uh, federal laws within the initiative. So if the feds come and you have guns and cannabis, then you're in a lot more trouble than if the state comes. 
Exactly. If, if the state comes in on you, you're not in trouble. The feds do. Well, you know that's yeah, that's different. We 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 can't change federal law at the state level. Okay. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and awesome. Thank you. I, we could yeah, just sit here you. and go There's through a, a so so many things. Um, we're running out of time here, though. <laughs> Thank you. I always enjoy talking to you, Kim. Oh, we I love having enjoy you on. Talk. We, I do too. And tell everybody where they can get out. And uh, we put a link on our blog to the actual initiative because it is so important to read it and be able to discuss things and um, look at things differently. So where are you guys and where can they see this initiative and sign it and, and read it? Okay. Of uh, course, we've got our Facebook page, Safer Arizona. Uh, you can go to saferarizona.com to our website. Uh, to volunteer to help us collect signatures, which we uh, still need a lot of uh, feet on the ground. Um, we have uh, meetings uh, here in the Tucson area at the 420 Social Club. Uh, they're up on North 4th, uh, 1st Avenue. And uh, Monday's at the Chiba Hut. Okay. And how close, how many signatures do you have and how many do you need? Well, we we need uh, over 150,000. Uh, I'm not sure what our current count is. Um, you know, we're, we we're not giving up. We're going to fight until that very last day. We got until July 5th uh, to get the required signatures. Uh, we're, we we want to be able to turn in 200 to 220,000. Um, but as long as we have, uh, you know, somewhere uh, above the 150,000. Uh, of good signatures, uh, then we'll be on the ballot, you know. Right, right. Good, yeah, because it only takes one to mess hey, it up. You know, and there's enough, there's enough medical patients in this state. If every patient signed this initiative, we wouldn't have any issues. Right. But, uh, hey, gra- you know, grab a buddy. Um, go go to uh, the 420 Social Club or the Chiba Hut on, you know, uh, Monday on Chiba Hut. Uh, volunteer. Uh, grab some petitions, get out there and collect some signatures. Give us a hand. There you go. There you go. And I've posted your website and your Facebook page and the initiative all on our blog for everybody to take a look at. And again, Robert, thank you so much for uh, coming on air today. And we hope you're feeling good these days. And um, your headache, but I'm doing okay, hon. Oh, <laughs> We're always sending love. And we appreciate all you do for you know, this community, and, and we hope that you get back just even a little bit of what you do because you do a lot, and we appreciate it. So thanks again for yeah. coming on. We'll have you on again closer to, you know, when it's time to vote, and hopefully you'll get your signature. Everyone refreshed on what's going on. Yeah, so thank you. Have yeah, awesome. not, not, not a problem, but, you know, if you want to talk about any other aspect of this plant, uh, I, I'd be more than glad to give you my insight. Excellent. Awesome. Well, thank you, thank you, and have a wonderful Wednesday, Wednesday. Robert Clark. Oh, you, you too. Thank, Thank you, Robert. You very much. Have a great day. Thank you, you too. All right. Well, that's awesome. That takes us just right down to the end of the show. Um, wow. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. I feel like we could just keep going and keep talking to Robert all day about that. Because yeah. there's lots to discuss. And until you really talk with somebody who's really in it, you know, all these wordings can seem a little overwhelming. And you might read things wrong or differently or upside down or backwards. So, um, read the initiative, folks. Get online. Uh, we've got it on our blog at the moment, and they'll be there for another minute. <laughs> but um, check out tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. Thank you to Growers House. Thank you to uh, Canna Health Magazine. Thank you to Earth Healing yet once again. We're going to be at the 520 in the 520 event with Desert Bloom out at the Raceway on 520, so everybody should get out there and 520 it up. It's just support for the 520 area, our area coach. So if you're in the 480, I don't know. You're still invited. That's all right. Come on down. You 480ers. Get on down there. All right. Have an awesome weekday Wednesday, everybody. We love you. Remember, be smart, be safe, and educate.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.